Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Daf Sadi He. Today's daf is being studied and Abraham ben Amen. We start right on the beginning of Daf Sadi He Amud Rishon at the Mishnah. And the Mishnah says, Ma bin Pesach Arishon Lashini. What is the difference between the Pesach Pesach Arishon that's brought on the fourteenth of Nisan and Pesach Shini that's brought a month later on the fourteenth of Iyar? Harishon Asur First difference. Pesach Rishon it at the time that you're bringing the Qurban Pesach, it's Asur to have Hametz. Which means there's an isur of bal and bal yimatzeh. That one has a transgression of owning or possessing hametz. Vasheni, hametz u matzah imo babayit. Pesach sheni, you have hametz as well as matzah in your house. Harishon ta'un halel ba'akhilato. Vasheni, enu ta'un halel ba'akhilato. Secondly, the Pesach Rishon, when you're eating it, they sing the halel over the eating of the Qurban Pesach. However, Pesach Sheni, while they're eating it, they're not obligated to say the Halel. But at the time that they're uh, bringing the Qurban, in both situations, Halel is recited. Like we learned about the Pesach Rishon, they would recite the Halel and the Hazara when they were slaughtering the Qurban Pesach. The same is done when they're slaughtering and bringing the Pesach Sheni. Sali. Both have in common that they're eaten roasted. Al-Masot Umrorim. Furthermore, they're both eaten with Matsot and Maror. Vedochin et Shabbat. And both override the Shabbat. Even if Pesach Sheni falls out on Shabbat, the Shechita overrides it and they bring it on Shabbat. Comes the Gemara now and is trying to find a source for the laws that were just stated in the Mishnah. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brayta. Kechol chukat pasach yasu oto. Now let's read the entire pasuk. The pasuk says in Bamidbar Tet Yudbet, Lo Yashiru Memenu Ad Boker. Number one, uh, by the Korban Pesach Sheni, this pasuk is written. Lo yashiru mimenu ad boker. You're not allowed to leave any over until the morning. The ayetsem lo yishmeru bo. No, you allowed to break the bones of the pesach sheni. Then it says kechol chukat the pesach yasuoto. Like all the laws of pesach rishon, you should do that. So the gemara from the brayta says kechol chukat the pesach yasuoto b'mitzvah shebegufo. When it says the word oto, which means it's referring to the actual korban itself. So all the laws that are uh, applicable to the actual korban, intrinsically to the korban itself, by Pesach Rishon, will apply also to Pesach Sheni. Those are called mitzvot shebegufo. That she says, third line, Lo ribaita sheni ledin rishon, only things that are intrinsically applicable to the Qur'an. Kegon, Seder Avodotav, V'achilat Seli, which means the way that you bring it, the way that you eat it, those are all intrinsic in the Qur'an. Getting rid of Hametz is peripheral. That's nothing to do with the Qur'an itself. And therefore the Baraita is learning from the word Oto, which means only things that are uh, applicable to the Qurban itself. So the Gemara then is from the Baraita. Mitzvah she'al gufo minanan. What about mitzvot that are al gufo, which are not 
directly subject to the animal itself, to the Qurban, but we'll call it peripheral. It's to the, to, you know, uh, uh, regarding the uh, Qurban. Min al how do you know, or how do you know that they're also subject to Pesach Sheni? Talmud Omar, al-Masot umrorim yochelu. The Pasuk says, in the following, uh, the, the previous Pasuk, Bachodesh Sheni ba'arba'asar yom ben arba'im, ya'asu oto al-Masot umrorim yochelu. Now, Masot umrorim is not in the actual Qurban itself. It's a peripheral, it's what comes... With the Qurban. So therefore we're learning that you have the actual intrinsic things of the Qurban, and then you also have things that come with the Qurban. Like Matsah Marod, they're also uh, part of the Qurban. So comes the uh, Gemara and says, Yaqol afilu mitzvat shelo al-gufo? Do you think mitzvot that are not al-gufo, which means are totally uh, uh, not to do with the Pesach itself, the way he says it over here is, that are c- completely extraneous. Which means, mitzvot shavigufo would be the intrinsic animal itself. Algufo is things that are peripheral, like matzal maror. And then you have things that are totally extraneous to the Qurban. So it says, Yagol afilu mitzvot shelo algufo, is going to be on Qurban Pesach. Tamud Omar. So the Pasuk says, One of the things that apply to Pesach Shini is you can't break a bone. So the Gemara says, Just like Shibirat Aitzim, breaking a bone, its property is that it is uh, in the goof of the animal itself. So to only things that are the gufo of the animal itself. So when the Torah writes, we're learning from there that things that are similar to, let's read the sheet. We're going to read the sheet, the second uh, short line. Mitzvot she'al gufo minayim kegon. That are obligated to be with it. Yachol af mitzvot shelo al gufo would be example of mitzvot shelo al gufo extraneous mitzvot kegon hashpatat seor. For example, like getting rid of the hametz. Uh, that's uh, totally extraneous to the korban. Even matzah maror is she eating it with the korban. But uh, getting rid of the hametz that's got uh, nothing to do with the korban per se. Now we'll come parich. Minatiti. Why would I think that you even hayav? What do I need a pasuk to exclude it? Ve'amart oto mashma mitzvot shebegufor. Didn't you tell me the first that I shot the brayta was kechol hukata pesach yaasu oto? And we learn from that pasuk that tells me what oto that what things that are begufor. So what do I need an exclusion to tell me things that are extraneous? You just told me only things that are begufor, and then you added al gufor by matzotum rorim. So what do you need to exclude things that are totally extraneous? It's already excluded from the earlier Dirashot. That's what the Gemara will go into that. That's the first Tanah of the Blaita. Isi ben Yehuda Omer, Isi ben Yehuda says, Ya'asu oto b'mitzvah shebegufo hakatuv medaber. Isi ben Yehuda comes along and says, when the Pasuk says, Ya'asu oto, like we uh, quoted, it says in the pasuk, uh, it says in the pasuk, b'chodesh sheni b'arba'asar yom ben arba'im ya'asu oto. When it says ya'asu oto in the pasuk, that already teaches me only mitzvot shebegufo. I don't need etzim lotish berubo like the Tanakama used etzim lotish berubo to teach me only things that are in the Qur'an itself to exclude things that are extraneous. He says, no, no, no. I use for something else. I just use the derasha of Ya'asu uh, Oto. It teaches me that only things that are mitzvot should be gufu'a And now the Gemara is going to elaborate on this braita. Comes the Gemara and says, Correct. And we're going to see the nafkamina between these two opinions as we go further in the Braita.
Amar Mor. We had a statement. We just quoted a statement above. Yachol af mitzvah shelo al gufo. The Brayta said, Would I think that even mitzvot that are extraneous to the Goran Pesach, for example, like having hamets in one's house, would I think that Pesach Shani is subject to that? So the Goran said, What, do you mean? what kind of question is that even? Ha amart be mitzvah she be gufo akatu mitabir. Didn't you tell me at the beginning of the Brayta when it said, Kichol okot a Pesach yase oto? We learned from that pasuk, Ya'asu Oto, that only things that are intrinsic to the animal. Once you tell me only things that are intrinsic to the animal, why do I even need to question, what about things that are extraneous? So the Gemara says, no, Achika Amar. Amart al Matzot Umrorim And now that you gave me one of the examples, you told me that al Matzot Umrorim Yocheluhu, which is peripheral, which means that's an item that you eat with the Qurban Pesach, Alma Yasu Oto Lavdafkahu. So already that what is down Yasu Oto. Because once already the Pasu clearly tells me you have to eat it with Matsal Maror, so Yasu Oto is not Dafka, things that are totally intrinsic in the animal. The proof is you included Matsal Maror. Uh, so once you're including Matsal Maror, Emma, I would have thought, Havale Kifrat Uchlal. I would have been Doresh using the style of the prat and a klal, which means when the Torah specifies something, for example, al-matzot umrurim, that's a, a specific. And then it says klal, kechol kota pesach ya'asu oto. So that's already a klal. Vena'asa klal musif ala prat. The general rule is when you have a situation like that, the klal comes and adds more cases than the prat. So I would have thought maybe even more things, not only matzah maror, but even things that are totally extraneous. Kamash ma'lan. That's why it comes along and says, no, no, no. Be'etzem lo yishberubo. Come to tell me the holy things are like etzem lo yishberubo. That things are dafka, intrinsic to the animal, to exclude things that are totally extraneous. So therefore, according to Tanakhama, your dirasha is... That teaches me the animal itself. The Pasuk does mention Al-Matsotum Rurim. So therefore that already can include things that are peripheral. Uh, what about things that are totally extraneous? So that I need to come and tell me things that are to the animal. Because I would have taken it as a Prat and a Klal. And therefore I would have included more things. Let's read uh, Rashi. Let's read the Rashi of Kamash Ma'lan. <coughs> Rashi Kamash Ma'lan. Ve'etzim lo yishberu ve'lo tidrosh klal mosif ala prat l'rebuye kol mile. The etzim lo yishberu bo limits me not to learn a prat klal and therefore I would include more things. For example, even getting rid of the hametz. She's giving you the dynamics here. Because otherwise, why would the Torah have to write for me three exclusions, three exceptions? The Torah writes three exceptions. What are the three exceptions? The Torah says, number one, That's one exception. That's a second exception. And it tells me also, Now, why would the Torah have to give me three different uh, rules explicitly? So Rashi says, Why would the Torah have to give me the, uh, you know, the exceptions and write them explicitly? The reason why I wrote all these cases, which means it's coming to tell me that when the Pasuk says, and so that already includes everything. Why did the Pasuk have to give me three examples? It's coming to tell me that we're going to include in the Klal things that are similar to the three examples that we quoted in the Pasuk. But only include things that are similar to the examples of the Pasuk wrote, Vetula. Now, Vechulu Prate Havi Degufo, Udi Algufo. 
all the three things, whether it's don't leave until the morning, that's not to do with the animal itself. Mm-hmm. Eat it, uh, don't break a bone, that's with the animal itself. That's with the animal. So therefore, these three things are written to tell me that your, your cloud, you can be mosif. You can be mosif things that are only similar to the three things that the Torah explicitly wrote by the Qurban, Pesach itself. So that's the way the Hakamim are being Doresh. They're telling you that that teaches me only things begufo. But if it only just said that, I would say um, I would be very limited. So the fact that the Torah gives you other examples, it opens it up a little more. It tells you that it's not so rigid. You can include things that are similar to the examples that the Torah gave. And since there is no example of something that is totally extraneous, like Hashmatat Seor, therefore obviously that cannot be included. Now the Gemara uh, immediately is going to tell me what each one of these uh, examples that the Torah wrote includes. But not only Matzah Maror, but even this. Not only but even that. So the Torah is going, the Gemara is going to tell us what each one came to include. <clears throat> now, the reason why I we do this like this, because otherwise the Torah could have just written one example, and then from the fact that it says, I would come and include everything. That would be a regular plat cloud. I could receive, you know, even things that are not similar to the prat. But now that you gave me a few pratim, so that already tells me the cloud that you're writing is only according to the pratim that were written. Now, comes the continues. Isi ben Yehuda hai etzem my avidle. According to Isi ben Yehuda, he just comes along and says, the Pasuk writes, uh, From the word Oto, he learns only things that are Bigufoshil Pesach, and not things that are uh, totally extraneous. Now, what does he do with the Pasuk of? Etzim lo yizberubo. Hachamim used Etzim lo yizberubo to teach me don't think you could think that things are totally extraneous. But Ismail doesn't even go with that. He just says you learn it straight from the Pasuk of Oto. Oh, so what does he do with Etzim Lois Berubo? Look at Rashi. My Avidle. What does he do with Etzim Lois Berubo? Mechuchol Chukota Pesach Nafkali. He learned his deen that things that are intrinsic to the animal from the Pasuk of Kuchol Chukota Pesach. Dehalidide Oto Dafka. He learns that the oto is only, it's dafka, things oto, mamash, umimaet, shelo al bufo. It comes to exclude things that have nothing to do with the korban. Umimela, mitrabesh shivirata aitzim. Automatically, shivirata aitzim is included from the word oto. Deham mitzvah shibigufobi. Now, Gemara so asking, so if you're ready, you include all mitzvah shibigufo from oto. What is Shivirat Aitzim? Now, the Gemara only asks according to Isi Ben Yehuda, what does it do with Shivirat Aitzim? So that she asks and Tosfot asks the same question. What does Isi do with that also? The Gemara doesn't ask that question. But the Chavrat says it's the same question as Isi Ben Yehuda. He just told us one item in the Pasuk. From the Pasuk of Oto, I learn everything. I learn what? Things only be Gufoi. Now, according to the rabbis, this is not a question. Because they're learning the oto is lavdavka. Because they could say oto, since I have uh, three platim, yeah? So the three platim come and tell me that it's not only oto davka, but it's things that are similar to the three platim that the Torah uh, wrote. But Isi Benyu says, no, 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 no. The oto teaches me davka things begufo. Okay, davka things begufo. So what that means everything. That means Esomayish Benyu is included in that. Lo Yashiru Benyu Bok is included in that. Uh, what do you have to tell me? What do you have to tell me? Things, for example, what do you have to tell me in the case of Etzim Lo So the Gemara says, Le'ehad Etzim She'ez Bo Mawah. Le'ehad Etzim She'en Bo Mawah. No, the Etzim Lo comes and tells me that you cannot break a bone. Not only a bone that has marrow in it, but even a bone that does not have marrow in it. Uh, so that's the, uh, that's the Hindush. The Rabbanan, now the Gebra says, according to the Hachamim, that the words, uh, 
יעשו אותו, so he tell me that's לאו דווקא. That doesn't mean בעצם all things that are in the, uh, the goof of the animal itself. The proof is, you're telling me uh, other things as well, that you're being doresh from the other three items. So what is the purpose that it has to write that? So really this question, uh, according to the Hachamim, when it says, It's really referring to the Ya'asu Oto in Pasuk Yud Aleph. The Pasuk says, It says Ya'asu Oto twice. In Pasuk Yud Aleph and Yud Bet. In Yud Bet it says, That's the Pasuk in Doresh till now. But in the previous pasuk, when it talks about the qayyuf to with matzah maror, it also says, Ben arba'im ya'asu oto. Now, according to Hakamim, what do you need that ya'asu oto? If I understand the first ya'asu oto, kikhala pesah ya'asu oto, that's teaching me intrinsic, and then we're learning that even other things like, but why does it have to say the second time, ya'asu oto? It's really not the second time, it's really, like, it's really the first time, it's written pasuk yud alif. So the point is, what do you need to have it twice? So the Gemara says, "My Abdile, what is he? What is Doresh? Mevayele says they needed she'en shochatin et pesach ala yahid. He teaches me a rule that pesach sheni you don't slaughter for one person. Meaning, if there's only uh, one person that is tameh, for example, and he needs to bring pesach sheni, you try not to bring it." Just for one person. So what do you do? The kamad the efshal ahadure madirina. As much as you can go around and try to find somebody else, you go around and search. To the extent the Gemara previously said, in such a case you would be metameh somebody on Pesach Rishon. You would metameh them with tumat sheretz. According to the opinion that says you do not bring for somebody that is metameh b'sheretz, and now at least there'll be two people subject to the law of. Pesach Sheni. So where did you learn that from? The fact that the Pasuf says, Ya'asu Oto. Ya'asu is plural. Plural. So therefore, you learn from that. Ya'asu is to teach me you need at least two people for Pesach Sheni. Comes the Gemara. Taro Rabbanan. Again, all these bright thoughts are going to elaborate more and more on these that are short that we're saying. Taro Rabbanan. כל חוקת הפסח יעשו אותו. יאכול כשם שהראשון אסור בבל יראה ובל ימצא, כך שני אסור בבל יראה ובל ימצא. Oh, well, I think that just like פסח ראשון is subject to the איסור of having חמץ in one's house, right, at the time that you're eating the קורבן. So too, maybe I would think it applies to פסח שני. תלמוד לומר, על מסות ומרורים יאכלוהו. Which means, so the Pasuk comes and says, Al Matsotum Rorim. Now, how does that teach me anything? It's a Shishi Ilimat Matsam Maror. So Rashi, on the first wide, on the second wide line. Tabud Lomar, Al Matsotum Rorim. Vehadar Ketiv Klala Ale, Lirbuye Dumyadide. Which means, when it says Al Matsotum Rorim Yochidu, then the Pasuk says, Kechor Okat Pesach Yasu Oto. So from the fact that it's telling me that, it's telling me Yasu Oto. Only things that are similar to Matsotum Rorim. Just Oto, things that are Shayak to the Quran. But what, what type of things? Tell what I just said. Matsotum Rorim. Matsotum Rorim, it's not directly the Quran, but it's peripheral to the Quran. Mashi'enken, Hashbatat Se'or has nothing to do with the Quran. So therefore, the Gemara says, Ve'eni e'la mitzvat aseh. Okay. So you've, you've only, from the Pasuk of Al Matsotum Rorim, Yochelu. Obviously, it's coming to exclude something. What is it coming to exclude? Things that are totally extraneous. But it's also coming to include. Because when we said, Ya'asu uh, Oto, so we said that it's coming to be Mosif. Things that are similar to the things that were written explicitly. So the Gebarah says, okay, so obviously you're coming to include Another mitzvah ta'aseh. Because Amatsot Rorim is a mitzvah ta'aseh. So there must be another mitzvah ta'aseh out there that you're coming to include that applies to Pesach Sheni. We'll see what that is. Mitzvah lo ta'aseh minayim. 
How do you know that there's also another mitzvah, lo ta'aseh, a negative, that's also included in Pesach Sheni, Tamud Omar, lo yashiru memenu ad bukir. From the fact that it writes you a lo ta'aseh, we're saying not only this lo yashiru memenu ad bukir, but there's another one that's also going to be similar to lo yashiru, a lo ta'aseh, that's going to be applied to Pesach Sheni. Yeah, you've only included a type of lo ta'aseh that can be fixed. Because if you leave over in the book, what do you do? You burn it. Uh, so I'm only going to include by Pesach Sheni a similar mitzvah that can be fixed. Mitzvah lo ta'aseh gamur minayin. How do you know to include even a mitzvah lo ta'aseh gamur that's going to apply to Pesach Sheni? Tamut omar ve'etzem lo yishberu bo. It comes to ve'etzem yishberu bo. That's the type of mitzvah lo ta'aseh you can't fix. Once you break the bowl, it's broken. So the Gemara says, Ma prat. Meforash, mitzvat aseh, velo taaseh shnitak la aseh, velo taaseh gamur. It's like the prat, the three examples that you can give me by Pesach sheni are a mitzvat aseh, it's matzot umrodim, a mitzvat lo taaseh, that's nitak, that's the case of lo yashinu venu adboker, and a clear lo taaseh that cannot be remedied, that's etzim lo yashberubo, af kol mitzvat aseh. Velo ta'aseh shnitak la'aseh Velo ta'aseh gamur Bichlale Is going to be included in the klal of Pesach Sheni Which means when the Torah says these three items It's coming to tell me These three items are examples And then it says Kola kota Pesach ya'asu oto That's coming to say To include To include what? Everything? No, no, no To include three mitzvot That are similar to the three that were already listed Matzot Amorim, we're going to include another Aseh. Lo Yashiru Meminu Ad Bokir, we're going to include a Lab and Itak. And when it says Aitzel Yashbiru Bo, we're going to include a regular Lot Aseh. So the Gebarah says, De Matzot Amorim, my Kabarbe. Okay, when it says Matzot Amorim, give me a Matzot Aseh that you included. Gebarah says, Sidi Ish. Okay. Sidi Esh, very good. Sidi Esh is a positive commandment that's going to apply to Pesach Sheni as well. So the Gemara says, Sidi Esh, just let's read it the right way. Sidi Esh, good. Bifrateh maimamitle. Okay, now by specifically writing Matsotum Rurim, you also, in itself, are coming to exclude something. Let's, let's get the dynamics. By writing Matsotum Rorim, you're telling me this and not something else. By telling me that's a general. That's coming to include things that are similar to Matsotum Rorim. So we included already Tzili Ish. Now we have to, but you wrote Matsotum Rorim. Obviously, you're trying to exclude something else. So now the given us is what is the exclusion from Matsotum Rorim? So it says, it's coming to exclude Hashpatat Seor. Meaning only uh, the commandment of eating it with Matzah Maror, but not the commandment of Hashpatat Seor, of the positive commandment of having to get rid of the Hametz. That does not apply to Pesach Sheni. Now, you can ask a question. You can ask a question, well, you have two Mitzvot Asez. You have the Mitzvot Asez to do Tzali, roast. And you have Mitzvot Asez to get rid of the Hametz. Why do you tell me that you include the mitzvah aseh of tzli, and you exclude the mitzvah aseh of hashbatat seor. Maybe the opposite. Maybe include hashbatat seor and exclude tzli. Who told you which mitzvah is being included and which mitzvah is being excluded? So the Gemara asked that question. Ipuch ana. Maybe I'll make ipuch. Maybe I'll switch it. Maybe I'll include hashbatat seor. And I'll exclude Tzali. So the Gebaran says, no, mitzvah de gufei hadith. If I have something to include, I'm going to include the mitzvah that's more intrinsic to the Qurban Pesach. Tzali roasting is intrinsic to the Qurban. Get, getting rid of the hametz, that's uh, extraneous. And therefore, i rather include the things that are more to the Qurban itself. Good. So that's that's Matsotum Rodi. Now, Bechlale delo yashiru memenu ad boker mai ka marbele. What is the lo yashiru memenu ad boker? Right, which we said that's a lo taase. That's shinitak that you can fix. Right, that can be fixed by burning it uh, if you left over. What 
that applies to Pesach Sheni. What is that coming to include? Because we said, Kechola Pekota Pesach Yasuoto is a cloud. The cloud is coming to be mosif on things that are similar to the plot. Oh, so there's a Lavani Tak. Which Lavani Tak is also going to be included to Pesach Sheni? Lo Totsi Mimenu. Oh, there's a law that says you cannot bring the Quran Pesach outside of its boundaries. For example, let's say the boundaries of Quran Pesach are the wall of Yerushalayim. Right? Once you take it outside the wall of Yerushalayim, you transgress a lot But the law is, if you bring it back, you can eat again. So it's a lab, haritak. So therefore the Gebra is saying, that's also going to apply to Pesach. Shini. That what if you took the Qurban outside its borders and you bring it back, also it's shayakh to uh, the Qurban. So comes the... Right, let's read the Shi. One, two, three, four lines from the bottom. Lo totsi. That's the law of not uh, of taking out the Qurban Pesach from its borders. Lavani takla asim. That's a lavani tak. It can be fixed. Which is a hadush. Tikhtiv. You have to eat Quran Pesach in one house. Lo totsi. Do not take it out. Umashma lo totsi leochlo. Do not take it out. Ela bebayit ehad yachel beamot vehazer kae imotzio, which means the Torah is telling you always eat it in one house. Even if you took it out, eat it in one house. Meaning, bring it back. So you see, it can be fixed. And as she just says that. There is another opinion that held, once you take it out of Yerushalayim, you have to burn it. There's no Lavani tax. So obviously this opinion is following the Shittah that says, it can be repaired, it can be rectified. So let's review. When the Torah says, that what, Lo yesh'idu m'minu ad bokir, so that's coming to tell me what, not only yesh'idu m'minu ad bokir, but when it says, k'chola kota pesah oto, it's a cloud. The cloud is coming to be mosif, like the Prat. What Prat is it coming to include? Another Lavani Tak. What's the other Lavani Tak? The Deen of Lototzimimenu. Now the Gemara says, skip the parentheses. Bifrate ma'ai kambam itle. Oh, now what is it coming to exclude? Because if it only chose that example of Lo Yashinu Mimenu Ad Boker, specifically this, it's an exclusion of something else. So it says it's coming to exclude lo yira'e ve lo It's coming to exclude the lo ta'aseh of not being able to have hametz in one's possession. Meaning, Pesach Sheni, that does not apply. One is allowed to have hametz in his possession. So the Gebar asks the same question. Bottom line, we skip the parentheses. Ipuchana. I'll switch. Maybe I'll tell you that the Pasuk is coming to include because that's a lavani tak. You can fix lo yirei v'lo How do you fix it? If a guy's hamis in his possession, you get rid of it. So maybe the person is coming to include lo yirei v'lo and to exclude lo totsi. So the Gemara says again, mitzvah degufe adif. It's better to include a mitzvah that's intrinsic to the animal itself. The law of lo totsi applies to the korban pesah itself. Gemara says bechlale de etzim lo yizdirubo. My kabarbe. What is the etzim lo yizmi rubo? That's a lot to ask. Right? It says by pesach shini you cannot break bones. What is it coming to include? Meaning when it says right after that kechol akota pesach yahasu oto, it's coming to include things that are similar to etzim lo yizmi rubo. Which item? Give me another mitzvah lot to ask. That's not nitak. That's going to apply. So the Gemara says al tochelu memenu na. The law that says you cannot eat the korban pesach raw. That's a lot to ask. And therefore, when it says it's coming to tell me that what? The same thing is going to apply to Pesach Sheni. Right, as she says, the Hayah the Pesach Sheni. Let's just continue reading for a second. What is it coming to exclude? When it says what is it coming to? And it's obviously it's telling me this exclusion of something else. So it's coming to exclude the law is when one is slaughtering the Qurban Pesach at the time of the slaughtering, what is Allah to have Hametz in his possession? She's told now I only learned at the time of the eating. That's But how do you know at the time of the slaughtering? Because according to Pesach Rishon, Pesach Rishon, you're not allowed to have Hametz. 
Not only at the night when you're eating, you're not that hamish in your position, even at the time that you're slaughtering the Qurban Pesach. So therefore, it's coming to tell me only Pesach Rishon has that specific law, but not Pesach Sheli. Ipuch Ana, oh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll switch around and say what? I'll say that maybe the Torah is coming to include Lotus uh, Hat and coming to exclude that you cannot eat it raw. If I'm coming to include something, I'm going to include something that is intrinsic. The mitzvah of eating it raw is intrinsic. Now, the deen is That's not a that's not a lavanitak. Because the Torah says you cannot eat it raw. Meaning, if you ate it raw, there's nothing you can do. You can't fix that. If you ate it raw, is the way you could fix it? You ate it already. You made the isud. It's not like if you left over. If you leave over, you did the lot now what? You can fix it by burning it. If you ate the Quran Pesach raw, now what are you going to do? You're going to roast it in your stomach? You ate it already. It's too late. You did the Yisud. So therefore, that's the case of a what? Of a straight law. Ta'aseh. So therefore, from the fact that the Pasuk says, Aitzim lo yizberu So things like Aitzim lo yizberu Right? I'm going to include. I told you I can include. Because it says right after that, Echol kota Pesach yasu oto. That's a... That's a cloud. So the clouds come to be Mosif. But Mosif what? Only things that are similar to the plot. And what's similar to the plot? A straight out law ta'aseh. That cannot be rectified. But what? Not to learn the deen of Lotish Hat al Hametz. It can also not be rectified. Lotish Hat al Hametz, if you store it to go up with Hametz in your house, it's finished too late. But what? I mean, that doesn't apply. Because I'd rather include mitzvot shebe and exclude mitzvot shebe so let's review quickly just the two she taught over here that we have Tarekama and Isi bin Yehuda. Tarekama is Doresh, the fact that the Pasuk gives us three examples. It gives us Lo Yashidu Meminu Ad which applies to Pesach Sheni. It tells me also the law of Etzim Lo Yashbirubo, and it tells me the law explicitly of Al Matzot Umnorim Yochelu. And then it says Kechol Kota Pesach Yasu Oto, which is a klal. Like all the laws of Pesach Rishon, Kechol Kota Pesach. Like all the laws of Pesach Rishon, do Pesach Sheni. That's a general. So he learns that it's a klal, but it's coming to be Mosif, only things that are similar to the Prat. Matzot Umnorim is coming to include another Mitzvah Taser. It's coming to include another mitzvah, lo ta'aseh, that's nitak, like lo uh, yotzi mimenu. And it's coming to include also a, another straight lo ta'aseh, like etzim lo yuzberubo. And therefore, it's coming to include three things, and from the fact that it said three things, it's coming to exclude, like the Gemara said. Whereas according to Isi bin Yehuda, Isi bin Yehuda says, no, no, no. It says, kechol hukota pesach yahasu oto, that just tells me things that are begufo, things that are intrinsic to the animal. Finished. It says also, amatsotum lorim, ah, that teaches me even things that are Peripheral, like Matzot, Umrorim. Ah, so the Gibraltar says, okay, what does he do with Etzim Lo Yishmer He learns something else of Etzim Lo Yishmer He learns that, what? He learns that it's coming to include even bones that don't have marrow, are subject to the law of Etzim Lo Yishmer What does Isi do with Lo Yotzi Memenu, Menabasar? That already, uh, not Lo Yotzi, uh, Lo Yashir. Lo yashiru memenu ad bok. What's with lo yashiru? The Gemara doesn't address that. That's Tashin Tosfos question, and that remains in abeyance. Comes the Gemara and continues. Harishon taun halel ba'achilato. We said pesach harishon at the time that you're eating it, you say the halel. Whereas pesach shini at the time that you're eating it, you're not obligated to say the halel. So the Gemara says mina nemida. How do you know that when you eat the korban pesach, pesach harishon, you have to say halel? Amar of Yohanan, which will be shown when you're Tzadak, Amar Kera, Hashir Yehiyelachem, Kalil Hitkadesh Hag. This is written by the Prophet Yeshaya. Uh, Yeshaya was saying that when the Jewish people are going to be redeemed after the exile, they're going to sing a song like the song that is sung. Kelel it Kadesh Hag. Kelel, not Kelel. Kelel it Kadesh Hag, like the song that is sung on the night of the holiday. Which night do we sing a song? So it says, Laila Mikudash Lehag Taun Halil. There's a certain night of the year that's designated for a Hag. That night requires Halil. And what is that? That's Pesach, because Pesach is called a Hag. It's a suit to do Melacha. Therefore, it's considered a Hag. Therefore, they're going to sing a song when Mashiach comes, like the song that is sung on the night of the year of the holiday, which is Pesach. However, Laila she'en mikudash lehag in ta'un halil. But Pesach sheni, it's not called the hag. Therefore, there's no obligation to sing halil. Zeh bezeh ta'un halil ba'asiyatam. But at the time of the slaughtering, 
both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni do have the recitation of Halil. Maitama, what's the reason? So Gemara gives two reasons. Iba'itema, Laila kamemait, Yom lo kamemait. The Pasuk only said over here that you're going to uh, sing a song like they sing in the Laila, implying that what? It's coming to only exclude Lel Hit Kadesh Hag, that there's a certain night of the year that what? That you sing the Halel, uh, which is the Lel of Pesach Isha, which is a Hag. But it's not for only the night, but in the day, in the day, they're equal. Meaning Pesach Rishon and Pesach Rishon. What's the day? The day is when you slaughter it. So therefore there's only a difference between the nights of Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. But the Gabir, the days, they are similar. Therefore they need Halil to be sung at the time of the Shekhita. Gabir says a logic. Efshar Yisrael shohatin et Pesachim venotlin et lulevhen venom lim Halil. Kibbutz says, could you fathom to say that at the time they're going to slaughter the Quran Pesach involved in this most important mitzvah? Or for example, the time that they're shaking the lulav on Sukkot, you think they could do such a mitzvah without the recitation of Halil? It's rhetorical, of course, you have to say Halil. It's a simple logic. You have to praise God at the time that you have the opportunity to do these uh, very important mitzvot. Okay, we said both the Quran Pesach, Rishon, and Shini are eaten, roasted. Now the Gebarah says, Shabbat in. Yes. Regarding Shabbat, it's Duhe Shabbat as well. Meaning Pesach Sheni, they learn it from the Pasuk Bimuado. It says Bimuado uh, in the Pasuk regarding Pesach Sheni, and therefore it says by Korban uh, Tamid, also the word Bimuado. And just like by Tamid, it's Duhe Shabbat. Korban Tamid is brought every day, even on Shabbat. So to the Korban Pesach is brought onto it, even Pesach Sheni. So the Gibra says Shabbat in. Tum'alo. However, if the guy is Tameh on Pesach Shini as well, they do not bring Pesach Shini. So the Gemara says, Matnitin de lo kirabi Yehuda. Our Mishnah that only says it's Duhe Shabbat, but it doesn't say it's Duhe Tum'ah, cannot be going like Rabbi Yehuda. Why would Rabbi Yehuda say? Detanya. They have a bright, Duhe ta Shabbat ve'en Duhe ta Tum'ah. The first opinion says it only pushes away Shabbat, but it does not push away Tum'ah. Rabbi Yehuda amir af Duhe ta Tum'ah. Wow, according to the Bihuda, Pesach Shini even overrides some of that is Tameh. My Tama, the Tanakama, what's the logic of Tanakama that says that if somebody's Tameh, you cannot bring the Quran Pesach Shini? So he says simple logic. The whole reason why he didn't bring Pesach Rishon is why? Because he was Tameh. Now you're going to let him bring it to Tumah Pesach Sheni. The only reason why we, uh, we deferred him is because he was Tameh. Now you're going to let him bring it to Tumah? It doesn't make sense. Rabbi Yehuda says, "Hatorah hazra alav laasoto betara." Listen, the Torah obviously is giving this guy deferment. You were tamed the first Pesach. I was. We want you to bring the Pesach badly. So we're going to give you a second chance to try to bring it betara. Lo zacha yase betumah. But if you didn't have the zechut to bring it betara, I just bring it even betumah. So Rabbi Yehuda looks at it as is. We're trying to get this guy to give him a chance to bring the korban. Listen. We'll give you a second chance. You couldn't bring it the first time because you were with Maybe the second time you were able to bring it with Tara. If the second time you couldn't bring it with Tara, I just, just bring it. Bring it with Tumah. Tanu Rabbanam. Pesach Rishon, Duhay et Shabbat. We have a Brayta. The Brayta says that the first Pesach overrides Shabbat, meaning the slaughtering of the Quran Pesach. Pesach Sheni, Duhay et Shabbat. As well as Pesach Sheni. Pesach Rishon, Duhay et Tumah. Pesach Rishon also overrides uh, Tumah, meaning if the majority of the people are uh, Tema'im, you can bring the Qurban even Betumah. Pesach Sheni Dohe et Tumah. And according to this uh, opinion again, obviously it's going like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that's saying what? That Pesach Sheni also overrides Tumah. So the Gemara says, Pesach Rishon Ta'un Lida. This is a new law that we never saw. Pesach Rishon needs the owners to stay over. What does that mean? You bring the Quran Pesach on the 14th. You eat it the night of the 15th. The law says all the people that ate the Quran Pesach must sleep in Jerusalem that night. They're not allowed to leave Jerusalem. Now, they must stay over uh, means that they cannot even walk out of the walls of Yerushalayim that night. They have to stay in Yerushalayim. 
They have to stay till the next morning. Well, it's obvious they're going to stay till the next morning because it's jumped off. Where are they going? There's laws of tomb. And you can't really travel more than 2,000 amot outside of your borders. And furthermore, they have to be in Jerusalem the next morning to bring the hagigah. Because on the first day of Yom Tov, every Jew had to bring a hagigah. So what the harakah means over here, of yalim means you have to stay in Jerusalem. You cannot even walk out of Jerusalem that night. That night of Korban Pesach, everybody has to stay in Yerushalayim. Which was uh, one of the miracles that there were so many people uh, crammed in the walls of Yerushalayim that night. Now, Pesach Sheni Taundina. Pesach Sheni also. On the night that you bring the eat the Korban Pesach Sheni, you also must stay in the walls of Yerushalayim. Right. So comes again what it says, Dochetta Tum'ah, oh, now explaining the Braita. You said it's Dochetta Tum'ah, who's that going like? Keman to Rabbi Yehuda. Obviously it's going like Rabbi Yehuda that says that even if a person is Tamir, if a Pesach Shani, he brings the Korban. Un Rabbi Yehuda Taunlina. So this Braita must be going like Rabbi Yehuda. But the Braita also said that Pesach Shani needs Lina. Hey, does Rabbi Yehuda hold that Pesach Shani needs Lina? How do you know Pesach Shani does not need Lina, that's by Pesach Yishon, it says, you'll turn in the morning, that teaches me that Pesach Yishon you need to have, you need to stay overnight, because then you'll go back to your tent, you'll go back home outside Yerushalayim. Now, when, in what context was this pasuk said that you have to stay overnight? Ufarita baboke that you have to wait until the morning. Uchtiv it says right after that pasuk sheshit yamim tochal masot. Six days eat matzot, meaning six days voluntarily eat matzot. So what's the juxtaposition? So the juxtaposition is as follows: Only the the pesach that has six days of eating matzot. Has the law of ufarita l'aboket avlina she'en nechal l'shisha in taunina, but the pesach that not have six days of matzot voluntarily is not subject to the law of lina. So you see clearly, the Buda here says there's no mitzvah avlina by korban pesach sheni. To get what I said, treta naev alivad the Buda. Actually, the Buda said one thing, but two students heard him. Say different things. So therefore, the brighter that says it needs lina is one student quoting what he heard from Rabbi Yehuda. The other brighter that says that Rabbi Yehuda says you don't need lina. That's another student that heard Rabbi Yehuda say it. So therefore, it's not a contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda himself. He said one thing, but the students heard different things, and therefore each one brought a brighter to say what he heard. And the Mishnah continues. Ha-Pesach Sheba Betum'ah Lo yochelu memenu Zavin vezavot Nidot veyoldot Ve'im achlu Peturin mekaret Ve'rabi Eliezer Poter Af'al Bi'at Mekdash Our Mishnah Is discussing Korban Pesach That comes Betum'ah as we learned, if the majority of the Jewish people are temeemet, so then they're allowed to bring Korban Pesach Rishon. The rule is that the Korban Pesach is brought betum'ah. So now the question is, this is referring to people that are tameh uh, by corpse tum'ah, by tum'at met. Now the Mishnah is going to discuss what about people that have other types of tum'ot, can they also bring betum'ah on Pesach Rishon, or are they deferred to Pesach Sheni? So the Mishnah says, Ha-Pesach Sheba betum'ah lo yochlu memenu zavin. Zavin is a male that had a, a mission from his body that renders him tamer. Bezavot. Bezavot is the same thing by a female. Nidot, it's a lady that has a nida. Biyoldot. And also a lady that just gave birth, she also has Tum'ah. And therefore, the logical view is that these people, although they are Tame'in, they do not get the uh, leniency of bringing Pesach Rishon B'Tum'ah. However, these individuals would be deferred to Pesach Sheni, so they cannot eat Korban Pesach Rishon B'Tum'ah. 
Ah, you're going to ask me, but other people are eating betumah. It's a different tumah. That's tumat met. That's what I gave them a special deferment because it says ish ish ki ye tamel nefesh. So it says clearly they were tamel nefesh. But if they have a different type of tumah, they do not get the leniency of pesach lishon. Now the im achlu petunim mekaret. Now normally, if somebody that is tameh eats kadashim, eats something that is kodesh, for example, a korban, so it is punishable by karet. Somebody that's tameh cannot eat it. But the hadush of the Mishnah is that these people, even though they shouldn't eat the korban pesach, but if they do eat the korban pesach, they are exempt from a punishable punishment of karet. The Gemara will tell us why. Rabbi Li'ezid goes a step further. He says, even though somebody that's Tameh, that goes into, let's say, the Hazara, the courtyard of the Bet HaMikdash, if he's Tameh, he's Hayaf Karet. However, these people, the Zav, the Zavah, the Nida, the Yoledet, etc., even though they are Tameim, but if they go on Pesach Mishon into the Hazara, even though they're making any sur, but they're not going to be subject to Karet. And the Gemara will tell us why. And now we begin the Gemara. Tarun Banan. Zavin vezavot, nidot veyoldot, she'achelu bapesach she'ba betum'ah. These people that ate from the Qurban Pesach, they shouldn't have, but they ate from the Qurban Pesach rishon betum'ah. Yachod yehu hayavin. Do you think that they're going to be hayavin, guilty of karet? Tavud lomar, comes the pasuk and says, kol tahor yuchal basar. We have one pasuk that says, who eats the basar of Korbanot, kol tahor. But the pasuk then says, V'anefesh asher tuchal basar, B'zebah shelamim asher lahashem, V'tum'ato alav, And somebody that eats from the basar of the korbanot, And he has tum'ah, V'nechreta, Then he will get karet. So the Gemara makes a dirasha. Ne'echal l'tehorim, Only in a case where the korban is eaten by Tehorim by pure people, Hayavin alav mishum tameh. Then, if a tameh person eats, he's going to get karet. Vesheenu neechal letehorin, but a type of korban that's not eaten by tehorin. For example, Pesach Rishon that's babetumah is eaten by tameim, and therefore en tameim hayavin alav mishum tameh. So the Temeim are not going to be Hayaf Karet Because this is a, an exception This is a case where even Temeim are eating the Qurban Pesach They're allowed So therefore these Temeim, meaning the Zav and the Zavah They shouldn't eat Qurban Pesach But if they do, since anyway Temeim are eating it legally So therefore they are going to be exempt from Karet When do these people get Karet? Only when Tehorim are eating And then they come and eat as well They get Karet Rabbi Li'ez Romer Yachol Dahaku Zavin Venichnesula Azara Bepesa Habab Tum'ah Yachol Yehu Hayavin. So Billy Aizen says, let's say these Temeim that the Mishnah enumerated, let's say they push their way into the Azara on Ere Pesach, Habab Tum'ah. Now, of course, they shouldn't be there. They don't have the uh, exemption of bringing Pesach Adishon. But let's say they push their way into the Azara, are they going to get Karet? Because really somebody that's Tameh gets Karet if they go into the Azara. Tamud Omar, so he quotes the Pasuk. V'yishlechu mina machaneh kol sarua v'chol zav v'chol Tameh lanefesh. This Pasuk teaches us that you have to send out from the camp of Israel, anybody that's a leper, anybody that has zavut, and for that matter, anybody that is tameh. Now, bizman metim So the fact that Torah puts all these three types together, the Gemara makes a dinasha. When are the zavin guilty if they enter the azara? That's only when teme'em metin are sent out of the camp, then zavinum surain mishtalehim. Then you have to send out the Zavin and the Mitzurain. However, in Tim'imitim Mishtalehin, but in the case where the Tim'imitim are not sent out, for example, in the case where the majority of B'nai Sula Tim'im, then the Tim'imit are in the Azara. They're allowed to be in the Azara. So when you don't send out the Tim'imitim, in Zavinum Tzurain Mishtalehin, then if the Zavin went in, they shouldn't have gone in, but they're not going to get Karet.
Okay, that solves that question. So we have solved two questions so far. Number one, they don't get karet if they eat, even though they shouldn't have. Number two, they don't get karet if they entered the azara, even though they shouldn't have. Ba'ir Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef has a question. Dahaku teme'emetim v'nikhnesu lahechal ba'pesach haba betum'ah ma'hu. A new question. Let's say these teme'e metim, which they are allowed to go into the azara, but they push their way in to the hechal. The hechal is closer. The azara is an open-roofed area in the Beit HaMikdash. That's where they slaughter the Kurman Pesach. The hechal is really where the kohanim go, the more private, more holy area. So the question is, these people, they went further into the Beit HaMikdash then they're allowed. Are they going to get karet or not? Well, what's the two sides of the question? One side is, Do you say, well, since already we let them go into the azara, so therefore we let them go into the hechal as well. So we say, you know, once already we're waiving the rules, so we even let them, if by mistake they went into the hechal, they shouldn't have, but they're not going to get karet. Or maybe, no. Maybe we'll say, What was made permissible to them was made permissible to them. But what was not made permissible to them is not. Maybe if they went into the Hechal, they shouldn't be there. So even Kohanim really are not supposed to be in the Hechal unless it's only for a necessity. Like the Pasuk says, that even the Kohanim are not supposed to frequent themselves in the Kodesh. And therefore, could be this fellow that's Tameh, will be Hayav. So the Gemara is going to give two answers to this. One answer is going to say, it's okay. And another answer is going to say, it's not okay. Let's read both answers. Amar <coughs> So Rava says, Amar Kera. He quotes a Pasuk. Vishalehu minamahaneh. So it says, you send the Temeim min ha-mahaneh from the Mahaneh. If afilu miksat Mahaneh. When it says min ha-mahaneh, it means even from part of the Mahaneh. Which means it's possible that a Tameh can enter one area, but he cannot enter another. Meaning min ha-mahaneh. From the Mahaneh, meaning it's going to be part of the Mahaneh that's forbidden to him. And part of the Mahaneh that is permissible, meaning the Azara will be permissible, whereas the Hechal will be forbidden. So that's the side to say, Asur. Others want to say, Amar Rava, Amar Kera. The Pasuk says, Vishalehu min el mihutz So the Pasuk says, Vishalehu min you'll send them outside the camp. And it says also in the Pasu that you shall send them outside. So we have like a double language over that saying you send them outside of the camp. When the verse that says you send them outside the camp applies, only then do you send them outside of part of the Mahaneh as well, the Echal. But since the law of sending them out does not apply, so the law of sending them out partially as well from the Echal also doesn't apply. So according to this answer, it is indeed, uh, it's not permissible, but they're not going to get Kareh. So again, to that third question that we asked today in today's sugya was if they push their way into the Echal, so we have two answers. One answer says, they shouldn't have, and therefore they're going to get karet. The second answer says, no, if they push their way in, they shouldn't have, but they will not get karet. Now we go to the next question, the fourth question. Ba'er of Yosef. Dahaku teme'emetim ve'achlu emure pesach haba'a betum'ah. Now, these teme'emetim, they're allowed to go into the azara. They're even allowed to eat korban pesach. But what do they do? They pushed their way in and they ate the Imure Pesach. Imure Pesach is the part of the Pesach that goes on the Mizbeah. 
they ate the part that wasn't uh, destined for human consumption, as he says, kegon kelayot v'yoteret hakaved. For example, the kelayot, the kidneys, the yoteret hakaved, those areas that go on the mizbeah. So the question is, really, they're not allowed to eat. They're not allowed to eat it. It goes to the mizbeah. But let's say they ate it. What's the need? But what's the question? So the Gemara gives you the size. Now, midi ishtaretum at basar. Do we say that since we're allowing them to eat the meat anyway, right, the edible part of the Qur'an they're eating betum'ah, so maybe if they ate the part that's supposed to go on the mizbeah, betum'ah will wave the karet as well. Or do we say, now again, they are going to make an isur. The pasuk clearly says, v'chol zar lo yuchal kodesh. A stranger that's not a non queen cannot eat. The question is, uh, is he going to get the karet? Or do we say, Or do we say, listen, what we allowed them, we allowed them, but we didn't allow them, we didn't allow them. We allowed them to eat the korban pesah, but we did not allow them to eat the emurim. We did not allow them to eat them the portion that belongs to the mizbayah. So comes the Gemara and says, Mehdi, let's analyze. Tumat emurim mehecha etrabe. Where do we know that if somebody eats the emurim betumah, how do we know he gets karet? What's the source pasuk of tumat emurim? So the Gemara says metumat basar. We actually know it from the pasuk that talks about somebody eating. The basar, the edible part of the korban, when he's tamed, dikhtiv. It says in the pasuk, asher lahashem. Now let's quote this whole pasuk. What is this pasuk, asher lahashem? It says, v'hanefesh, asher tochal basar, mezeh b'hashilamim asher lahashem v'tum'ato alav. If he eats basar from shilamim, and he has tum'anim, v'nikhletah nefesh ayim ma'ameha. He gets karet. But in that pasuk it says, mezeh b'hashilamim asher lahashem. That belongs to God. So from those words, Hashem Hashem, we learn also that what? That even if he eats the part that belongs to Hashem, meaning the part that goes to the Mizbayah and he will also get karet. So the source for Imurim Betum'ah is from the same pasuk that you learn, Basar Betum'ah. So the Gemara says, Lerabot et Imurim. Now the Gemara says, since it was juxtaposed in the same pasuk, we could say the following, Kol hecha Basar, Imurim. So we'll say like this, only when Tum'at Basar is applicable, then Tum'at Imurim is applicable. So after all, they learned out from the same pasuk. Kol hecha Tum'at Basar, Tum'at Imurim. But when there's no Tum'at Basar, like in the case of Kurban Pesach, Habab Tum'ah, they're also not going to be subject to Karet if they ate the Imurim. So the answer to the fourth question that we had here today is that they should not eat the Imurim, of course, even because they're Tum'ah. However, if they did, they will not be subject to Tum'ah, of, um, they will not be subject to Karet, because the source Pasuk is from Basar, and since they can eat the Basar, there is no Karet on the Imurim. Now we go to the next question. Ba'e Rabbi Zerah. It's an interesting question. We know that they brought Quran Pesach in Mislayim. So the Gemara says, and we know that part of the Quran Pesach goes on the Mizbayah. So the Gemara says, well, which Mizbayah did they have in Egypt that they brought the Quran Pesach on? Where did they burn the Emurim uh, of Quran Pesach of Mislayim? Amale Abayeh. So Abayir says, Uman Lemalan, who told us Delo Shaviske Avud? Who told you they didn't make it Shaviske? That she says, Basar Seli Bishvud. Who says they had any Imurim during that Kurma Pesach? Maybe that Kurma Pesach was totally uh, roasted and eaten. Well, why do you assume that they had a Qurban in uh, Arab Mizbayah in Egypt? But there was no uh, uh, Mizbayah. Maybe the Qurban Pesach of uh, Mizraim was uh, different. And therefore they just roasted it and they ate the whole thing. Ve'od, and furthermore, Ha-Tana Rav Yosef. We have a Tanaic statement from Rav Yosef. Shilosha Mizbechot Ayusham. There were actually three 
altars in Egypt. What were the three altars? Alamashkov there was the two side posts and the lintel which means those side posts and the lintel of the uh, door post that was acted like a mezbah because what did they do there? they sprinkled the blood on those mashkof and shteh mezuzot and therefore it had a deen of a mezbah now obviously you can't sacrifice meat on a doorpost. So therefore, it served as a mizbayah to the capacity that it could serve. So therefore, it says, But there was no other mizbayah besides the shtim mizuzot and the mashkov. So therefore, they only had it in the capacity of sprinkling blood, they made it roasted, and therefore there was no emurim in Pesach Mishraim. Baruch Amen, Amen.